0: Riaz Surti, founder of Hearty Foods, started his business because of his mother's health issues with diabetes and high blood pressure. Her doctor recommended she eliminate wheat from her diet, and Hearty Foods was born. Today, we make flours out of pure fruits, nuts, and vegetables that you can use to replace traditional wheat flour. We also offer top-of-the-line wellness products such as grass-fed collagen and colostrum that only use the highest quality ingredients. They are gluten-free and kosher halal visit heartyfoods.com to learn more Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphous for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. My co-host Andrea is away today. I have had this fantastic man on the show before, Neil Barnard, MDFACC. He's back to talk about his latest book, Your Body in Balance, A New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. Dr. Barnard, welcome back. Thank you.
1: Great to be back with you.
0: It's so nice to have you. You know, it's very interesting because we talk about food as medicine a lot. And so I was very intrigued in your book. As a matter of fact, in chapter one, we meet someone named Elsa who's having a hard time with fertility. And what's so interesting to me is that you step in, you talk about food, you introduce her to this whole world that she's not going to hear at a mainstream doctor's office. Tell us about Elsa and tell us about this.
1: Yeah, she was actually a participant in a research study that we were doing on menstrual pain. And um, she was infertile, or so she thought. Um, and the reason that that came up is we were looking at how diet affects just ordinary cramps. A lot of women have cramps, but maybe maybe one in 10, it's off the scale, bad, cannot go to work today type cramps. And that was her, her situation. Um, and in this study, we were using a completely plant-based diet, a low-fat, completely vegan diet, and it worked great. Um, but we asked the participants, to not use any hormones in the study because that would throw off the research. Um, So if they were on the pill, for example, that's hormones. Use some other kind of contraception. So anyhow, Elsa said, well, Dr. Barnard, I don't use any contraception because I'm infertile and you don't need to worry about about me. Uh, The second month that she was on this healthy diet, she came in and said, I've got some news for you, Dr. Barnard. (laughs) Um, She had a healthy baby after that, and then um, another one and another one. And so that, I guess the point of that is that food, first of all, foods affect fertility very strongly, either for better or for worse. There are foods that really interfere. Um, and I guess the other part of it is that we give ourselves diagnoses all the time. I'm infertile. I have dysmenorrhea. I've got endometriosis, da, 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 da. Maybe you do. But what if, what if I take my eraser and I erase those diagnoses because I'm helping you to put the right foods into your body that get you back into balance. You know, the, the old fashioned way of thinking of it was I'm going to eat a bad food. It's going to hurt me. Well, anything that's controlled by hormones, fertility, certain cancers, thyroid functions, a, a huge number of things. Hormones are the issue. And hormones are either too high or too low or the sweet spot in the middle. And a lot of people are just not in the middle at all. So it's not as if they have really a disease. They're just not in balance. And for many people, that's a totally new concept. But um, for me as a doctor, I got so pumped up because you, you give the patient the ability to control their own health. And that, that was her situation.
0: You mentioned the vegan diet. You mentioned the low fat. What are some, are there specific foods that Elsa had or that you recommend for women with fertility issues? And do those differ from women who have, let's say a friend of mine has, her period is so heavy the first few days, she can't even get out of bed. It's horrible. It's miserable. Or, or is it different?
1: Okay, let's, uh, it's, it's the same kind of approach and it's a similar issue. Okay, let's, let's talk about what's happening. A lot of women have heavy flow and clotting, and they think, good grief, it's been five days now, well, this that not end? Um, here's what's happening. Uh, it starts off because the uterus is the most optimistic organ in the body. Every month, it's convinced this could be our pregnancy month. This could be the big one. So what, it, what does it do? Um, every month, the lining of the uterus, the inner lining, it's called the endometrium. Um, it thickens up in case, uh, in case you're pregnant. And so this nice Cushion starts thickening up. Here's the deal estrogen is what pumps it up. The estrogen comes out of your ovaries and it goes there and it pumps up that um, layer. If you have a little too much estrogen, it thickens up way too much. And at the end of the month, when your uterus discovers you are actually not pregnant, in disappointment, it sends all of that endometrial lining out in menstrual flow. So let's say I have too much estrogen in my blood for whatever reason. You got too much thickening, too much tissue forming, too much bleeding, too much clotting and too much pain because that thick cushion, of that endometrial layer, when it's breaking up, it releases what are called prostaglandins that make you hurt like crazy. And so that's why you're taking NSAIDs, like ibuprofen by the fistful because it will block the prostaglandins. Okay, so here's where food comes in. Food's can either aggravate that excess estrogen or they can calm it down. And I can do this in your very next cycle so that your next period is going to be dramatically different. But most people have no idea of that or they have all the wrong ideas about it. And so the reason that I, that we, what actually happened in my case, is I was sitting right at this desk, my phone rang with a young woman who said, Dr. Reinhardt, I can't get out of bed. I'm miserable. And so I just made an educated guess. Um, which actually came from from our cancer researcher colleagues, who were they're concerned about estrogen, not because of periods. Estrogen fuels cancer cells, uh, b- breast cancer. So they learned a long time ago, they, they brought women in, Tufts University, Boston, brought in women, and for weeks they would keep them in a metabolic research ward. They gave them high-fiber foods, lots of beans and vegetables and fruits, and their estrogen levels went down a little bit. It turns out that fiber pulls excess estrogen out. They gave them fatty diets, and estrogen started going up. So I thought, all right, how about this? Let's really pump up the vegetables and fruits and beans and grains. And, in fact, let's just use a completely vegan diet. So everything everything you're eating is a plant. It's going to be better for you anyway. You're going to lose more weight and whatever. Uh, so I started using this just clinically, and then we do, did randomized trials, and it works really really well uh avoiding animal products keeping oils really low
0: okay now i'm i love my avocados so that's a tricky one for me where do you stand on something like that i can see not using the veg the processed oils and stuff but what about fat that comes from vegan sources like nuts some nuts or or avocados or
1: <laughs> what yeah do you think? yeah you got a fat, fabulous question um well, first of all, you're right. And the quality of the fats in a nut or an avocado, it beats the heck out of the fat in a can of Spam. You're going in the right direction. Um, there are a lot of conditions where I need to pry the person loose, not just from the animal products, but also from really oily things, From even, even with what you think of as healthier oils. Um, and first of all, when a person goes on a completely vegan diet, um, which is actually really surprisingly easy to do, um, that step alone gets you away from all the animal fat. It brings in lots of healthy fiber, lots of vitamins. It's a great way to go. But then for a lot of people, I need to keep the oils low too, and that means the guacamole and the peanut butter. Um, so what I would ex- suggest that a person do, if they want to try this, is let's say you've got bad cramps. Take, I would say, two full cycles, starting on day one of bleeding. I'm going to call that um day one of your period from that day all the way through the next period and the one after that we're going to do two months no animal products and keep the oils really low no guacamole no peanut butter no nuts at all but abundant vegetables and fruits and whole grains and don't worry about healthy carbs you can eat the rice and you can have a you know whole grain sandwich and all. don't worry about that but grains beans vegetables and fruits and skip the added oils and no animal products at all after two months very likely you will have lost weight, felt better, and your pain will, in many cases, be gone or dramatically improved. At that point, if you want to bring it back and try, see what your tolerance for guacamole is. If you can have guacamole with no pain, then, then, uh, then it's fine.
0: I love my dark chocolate. Very dark, very low sugar. And I love my avocados. Now, what about dark chocolate if it's like 89, 90% and the sugar is minimal? Are you, are you okay with that? Or I think I read something in your book about sugar that it, it's more about you're filling up on that instead of eating the good stuff. So did I read that correctly?
1: Yeah. Well, this, the same, with chocolate, it's sort of the same story is that it's a very fatty food. So it, it will interfere with weight loss. And for some people, it'll interfere with anything that's driven by fat. And so that can be estrogens. Um, And it can also be if I've got a person who's trying to get rid of their type 2 diabetes. And they've read in my book that diabetes can improve dramatically and sometimes even go away. But they discover that they not only have to avoid the animal products, they really need to keep the oily foods low. And for them, that might include chocolate, too. So what I would suggest is give yourself a little time. Without those things. And if you want to try and see how much tolerance you have later on, you, 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 can, you can do that experiment.
0: All right. Now, I'm jumping into other parts of your book. It's really good. So you also talk about cancers.
1: Um, there are two kinds of um, cancer that are really hormone driven um, one is, for women, breast cancer. Ovarian cancer and uterine cancer are also similar in that estrogens will drive them. And I'm sorry to hear about your mother's uh, experience uh, with ovarian cancer in particular. It, it's hidden, and then it becomes a catastrophe. Um, uh, with men, we're talking particularly about prostate cancer, very, very common. Um, in both cases, you want to emphasize the plant foods, get away from dairy completely. It's a, it's a big surprise because it's such a uh, commercial product. That has people just cheerleading for it. But Mother Nature thought, wait a minute, do you understand what's in it? In dairy, milk is designed to make a calf grow, Um, so it's got growth factors in it. It's got a lot of sugar, lactose sugar. It's got a lot of bad fat, and it has hormones in it that help the calf grow. But you are not the baby of a cow, and and even for breastfeeding humans, um, there is a time when you get weaned. So milk should not be in your menu. You know when you're. Over the age of weaning, and cow's milk should never be so. So, avoiding uh, dairy is, is kind of job one. Uh, dairy does have estrogens in it; they, they are biologically active, and they affect a lot of a lot of things. They're also linked to ovarian cancer. Um,
0: oh, interesting! Uh, I think the last time we spoke was about your book about cheese and its addictiveness, yeah. right?
1: Yes, the cheese trap, and the the reason that I wrote that book was. We have been doing research with people where we use completely plant-based diets to get such great benefit. Mm -hmm. And the one food that people say, oh, Dr. Barnard, I could do it except for the cheese. Dairy products are a mix. And the the biggest nutrient in dairy is sugar. It's lactose sugar. When you digest that, it releases galactose, G-A-L-A-C-T-O-S-E, galactose. So it's a smaller sugar. That, is, that can be toxic to the ovaries, according to the best research we have. And women who consume the most milk have the highest risks of ovarian cancer and also the highest uh, infertility and the highest risk of breast cancer. So we are encouraging people to make, well, I guess to, to understand that milk is not a normal food to eat. It's, we all grew up with it, with like Santa Claus and everything else. But there, there comes a time to say, I don't think this is for me.
0: Yeah. what's so frustrating too is how indoctrinated our kids are and at school, you know, and anytime my daughter's like, you know, milk's not good for you. They look at her like she has horns, right? Because it's just everywhere. What are you talking about? You're wrong. Or her health teacher does those flipping four food groups. And my daughter's like, uh, excuse me, you know, and she's just like, this. they just want her to shut up because they don't want to go against a dominant paradigm. But I've taught her to go against a dominant paradigm. Thank you very much. All right. Let's talk about menopause because I actually had my uterus, ovaries, I had it all taken out because I had huge fibroids, like so huge that they were pressing on my bladder. And I was 48. I already had my kid. And because of my risk of ovarian cancer, I just said, take it all. So I, I'm 53 now, and I'm feeling pretty good. But I'm curious, what are some things, and you write tackling menopause, because there are a lot of things that happen that can be unpleasant. And what have you found with food, the same kinds of things, I'm assuming, with the vegan diet?
1: Um, yes. Um, with The number one complaint we hear is hot flashes. Some women don't have them at all. Some women have them for a long time, and they can make you pretty miserable. Um, and there are really two areas where nutrition has, has really showed up uh, as being very important. And the first came from Japan. Uh, back in the 1960s, 1970s, uh, researchers found that Japanese women just didn't report hot flashes, and or very, very rarely. And, and the first thought was, well, they're shy. You know, they, they're so quiet and polite. They don't want to talk about this. But they said, no, they would talk about everything else. They just, they, they just didn't seem to have hot flashes. Um, all of that changed when the diet westernized. And, you know, it was, it was a, 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 the traditional Japanese diet is a rice-based diet. Some noodles, some rice, a lot of seaweed. And if meat was used at all, it was a flavoring for the rice or a flavoring for the noodles or a flavoring for the soup, uh, just little bits. And cheese was just not their thing. A glass of milk, I mean, that's, you know, that's not a Japanese tradition at all, but it started to change almost overnight. In, oh, call it uh, late 80s, 90s, uh, fast food chains came in and suddenly got chicken and cheese and, and burgers and, and rice uh, fell to the, to the side. Hot flashes came in big. Breast cancer rates doubled. Diabetes went through the roof. Cardiovascular disease went up and other things. Depression started to come in. And you think, what is all this about? And of course, there are other confounders uh, because the society has changed in so many ways as well. But there are good biological reasons to believe that taking a plant-based culture and making it an animal-based culture is going to cause hormonal change that will lead to all these things. And the breast cancer uh, rates probably reflect the influx of meat and of dairy products and grease and the loss of the vitamins and nutrients and fiber in the plant foods.
0: This was so interesting to me because I wrote a book uh, that came out in 2019 with Skyhorse Publishing called Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. It's not about dirty sex. It's a play on words. But what I did in the book is I talked about the connection between the foods you eat, exercise. But I also did about communication with your partner, how you feel about yourself. And there's over 50 recipes. I'd say 99% are vegan. Uh, and, uh, it's a great book. And so when I read this in your book, in part two, hormones, metabolism, and mood curing erectile dysfunction and saving your life. And I talk about just what you do. So tell us a little bit about that. And I'd love to send you my book. I I think you'd like it.
1: Yeah, please do. I'd love to see it. Um, erectile dysfunction is not caused by performance anxiety. Um, it's caused by narrowed arteries and we have a clinic here. Um, and at our clinic, at every clinic, the same scenario happens every day. A guy comes in. He says, Doc, um, I'm having trouble with my nature. That's what he said. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> they, have, heard that. they have these euphemisms.
0: I wouldn't yeah. even know what they're talking. I'm like,
1: what? Uh, we know we know what they're talking about. Um, doc, I can't raise the flag. You know, they, they've got all these cute ways of talking about it. And, and so what you say is, well, you're asking for a prescription for Viagra, right? Yeah, Doc, that's what I need. Okay, fine. Here's your prescription. The patient grabs it and says, thanks, doc, and, and runs out the door. You drop your pen. You race out behind the patient and grab him before he goes down the elevator and say, we're not finished. Like, Sit down. You have to explain to them that the reason he has erectile dysfunction is that he has been eating bacon and chicken and fish and eggs and cheese mm-hmm. and foods that have cholesterol and fat in them. That has caused atherosclerotic uh, changes in his arteries so they're getting narrower and narrower and narrower not just in his heart not just in his brain so it's not just a heart attack or a stroke he's going to have one of the first places where you see the changes is in the tiny the, the really tiny little articles that go to his uh, tiny little arteries that go to his private parts and so he you know the male sexual anatomy is this hydraulic system if you don't get blood flow it just like doesn't do its thing um so you can give him viagra and that'll temporarily open the, up those arteries, but, it, but you have to tell them you are a heart attack waiting to happen or a stroke waiting to happen. And your risk of having that is much higher than other people in the next three, four five years. So what do you do? I want you to see our dietitian. We're going to talk about vegan diets. We're going to get the junk out of your diet. And the doc says, okay, try it. After about 90 days, he comes back and he says, look, doc, I lost all this weight. Don't I look good? And and, and he does. You know, his cholesterol is down. Everything's getting better. And at about that time frame, he will discover his erectile dysfunction has gone away as well in many of these cases. Because those arteries, it's a two-way street. They will narrow um, with a bad diet, but they will, uh, in most cases, open up gradually, just slowly but surely with a healthy diet. I have to tell you, I don't have a single patient, nor have I ever seen a patient who wouldn't gladly throw their sack of pills in the trash if they, if they really believed that diet changes would get them there. Uh, when, when people come in here, they got type two diabetes. I'll say, bring in your medications. They don't bring in a bottle. They bring in a box. They've got, they got their injectables. They've got the oral pills. They got the blood pressure medicines, the statins for their cholesterol. They got things for their stomach. It's huge, huge number of things, each of which causes side effects. And they, people do not want it. Um, they want to get off it. Let, let, let me come back to hot flashes. You mentioned hot flashes. The, the woman says, okay, I'm 52. I It's terrible. I'm in a meeting and I'm, I'm sweating. You know, It's, it's horrible. Um, and then I get chills and I can't. It's five, six times a night I'm waking up with this. Her problems are real. The doctor in many cases says, well, I've got a medication for you. Um, it's called Premarin.'" or it's some other hormone and she takes it and it knocks out her hot flashes. And she says, this is a miracle. This is fantastic. This is great. And then as time goes on, her doctor says, are you still taking that medicine that I gave you? She says, yes. He says, well, you can't. What do you mean doc? You, you gave me that medicine. He said, but you, it causes cancer. You can be on it for just a, a year or maybe, maybe 18 months, two years. You can't be on it forever. She said, well, why did you prescribe this for me? Um, This discussion goes on in every single clinic. The doc says, well, that was just a temporary stopgap thing. You're supposed to get used to this. Stop. Go back to Japan. Look at the way they were eating when they didn't have hot flashes. Adopt a totally plant-based diet. That's number one. Number two, look at soybeans. Um, A staple of the Japanese diet, tofu, miso, and so forth. Um, There have been randomized clinical trials using various soy extracts. And they don't seem to help everybody in those clinical trials, but they, affect, they, they help a lot of them. And we have been toying with not just vegan diets and soy, but using the combination together. And I would ask a woman who has got hot flashes now, don't give up your skepticism, but try the following thing for the next eight weeks. Set aside all animal products and all added oils. I wanted you to follow a low-fat, totally vegan diet. And in my book, Your Body and Balance shows exactly how to do it. And, and get yourself an instant pot. Yeah, exactly. Get an instant pot or some other kind of pressure cooker. Cook up some soybeans and have a half a cup of cooked soybeans per day. That's not very much. Just throw them on a salad or, or you can roast them or whatever. And in eight weeks, tell me how you feel. The vast, vast, vast majority of women will say it is the most life-changing experience they have ever had. It sounds so simple. Um, and, and it is, you know, what's a vegan diet? I'm having spaghetti with meat changed to spaghetti with tomato sauce. I'm having a meat chili that's now a bean chili, you know, real easy to do. But the effects on your hormonal balance are huge. So, so in your body imbalance, I do have a menopause chapter, as you mentioned. Please read that and see if you can't get a good night's sleep. It will absolutely change your life.
0: Yeah. You know, I I love talking about beauty from the inside out. I used to have a podcast actually called Beauty from the Inside Out. And I love that you have a chapter on healthy skin and hair. And I eat a truckload of vegetables. And I think I got pretty nice skin. Yeah, you sure do. And hair. But it makes a difference. Like people go, well, where do you get your glow? And I'm like, you should see how many vegetables. Now, I have to say, I eat a lot of, fr- I get organic frozen vegetables, all different kinds. I'll probably eat two, three bags a day. I'll also have some fresh, but I love the frozen vegetables.
1: That is perfectly fine. Don't put down frozen. Frozen is great. Um, and now, it's true that if you get something nice and fresh, it's wonderful. But but when you get something at the store that, let's say it's fresh broccoli, how long did it take between the time it was picked? Mm-hmm. And then and then transported and now it's sitting there um, versus something that was picked and quick frozen and then so frozen is fine and particularly let's say you get the little broccoli florets they're all pre-cut you just throw them in your steamer it's very quick you can have them for breakfast mm-hmm. um, uh, let me give a tip to vegetable haters out there um, there are a lot of people that ah, spinach um, broccoli not my thing um, especially kids um, Broccoli is a little, slightly bitter. And that's true for kale and collards and Brussels sprouts. And if you take a bitter vegetable and add a sour taste, like a little lemon juice or seasoned rice vinegar, the combination of bitter and sour, for some reason, turns to sweet. And it will make these vegetables just so appealing. And then add, there's something called Bragg Aminos.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen those. You know,
1: Bragg's B R I've
0: had her on, the the woman. I forgot her name right now, but... Yeah, the daughter of the guy that, yeah.
1: Exactly. B-R-A-G-G. It's right next to the soy sauce. Uh, Spray it on your vegetables and it turns kale into candy. Um, And people really just love those. So anyway, um, green vegetables are loaded. they, They are loaded with calcium. They're loaded with iron. They're a healthy, healthy food. And with a little trick or two, you can really love eating them.
0: Yeah, I got I get this great uh, I forget the brand, but it's it's riced cauliflower with bell pepper, red and green bell pepper and onions. Great. Yeah, it's really good. And it's easy. And my daughter will eat all these vegetables. It's so nice. Uh, This is a good one, too. I mean, I'm going through your whole book because it's so great. Uh, Fight moodiness and stress.
1: They do do two things with regard to mood. One is they change your gut. Your gut is connected to your brain Um, inside your digestive tract are Bacteria, a lot of them. That's your microbiome, and they make compounds that go into your bloodstream and affect how you feel. And if you are on a typical, the kind of North Dakota diet that I grew up on as a kid in Fargo, um, meaty diet, neglecting vegetables. There's not much fiber in there. Your bacterial um, populations are are not super healthy. Go to a plant-based diet, high in fiber, high in healthy complex carbohydrates. It selects for healthier bacteria. Within two weeks' time, your bacterial microbiome is dramatically different and it will it will change it it changes the changes the compounds that are produced in your intestinal tract. That changes how you feel. The second thing is these same foods have an anti-inflammatory effect, and that cools down the inflammatory chemicals that are made in your body, in part in response to stress. Mm -hmm. Um and that cools down the brain, too. And the reason we got so enthusiastic about it, i got to tell you something funny. GEICO, you know, the car insurance, the, the little green lizard. Um, the, the GEICO is um, it's, it's a huge company. And their national headquarters is right there. If you looked out my window, it's three blocks away. So back, oh, when was it, 2007 or eight, we started working with GEICO. And so we introduced a vegan diet at work. Um, they have people who are overweight, who want to lose weight. They have people with diabetes, who want to get better. So we said, do two things, vegan food in the cafeteria and a class for anybody who wants to learn how to put it to work. But, you know, lots of people wanted to do this. And so, yeah, yeah, we're losing weight. Isn't that great? You know, our diabetes is getting better. I don't need so much medicine. This is great, great, great. And, and, and it was. And we did it in 10 different cities, Dallas, uh, Buffalo, New York, Macon, Georgia, San Diego. Uh, it was, it was a big success. The thing that we did not, even imagine would result from this was um, depression started to just go away and anxiety started to diminish. So so we started tracking this using organized psychological measurements and we found rather predictably depression scores would just kind of go, they would just start to diminish when people were on this diet. We thought, okay, um, it's got to be because you're losing weight and so you're feeling pumped up. And I think that's, I think that is part of it. But the other part seems to be you're adjusting the contents of your intestinal tract within about 10 days, 14 days, and it just takes the weight off your brain uh, to a great degree. And other researchers are finding the same kind of thing.
0: Well, that is so exciting. Now, before I let you go, we do have to jump into the fact that you've got recipes, breakfast, salads and starters, soups, sandwiches and wraps, main size desserts. Uh, my daughter's boyfriend, his family, they're all vegan. So I'm going to give them this uh book. Well, not this one. This is mine. But I'm going to get them your book. Talk to us about the recipe. I, I Lindsay S. Nixon, I... I, you've worked with her before. I think I've interviewed her before, probably maybe separately. She, I know she does incredible uh, cook recipes development. Well,
1: yes. Lindsay S. Nixon is incredible. Uh, she's the happy herbivore. Here's the deal. I, I I asked Lindsay, I said, you know, you're the greatest recipe developer in, in the world. Um, I want you to make me recipes that have free of animal products, but relatively few ingredients, easy to make, but but something that if I feed it to a 16-year-old kid, they're going to think this is normal food, you know, like healthy tacos or pizza or burgers and, and other stuff that, that doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't require like 35 ingredients. And she did. And she created 65 recipes all the way through to desserts. And one, she's just a genius. Wonderful thing. So your body and balance features all of them. But she sent me a note. And I put the note right at the top of the recipe section. It said, Dr. Barnard, this way of eating cured my menstrual cramps too. So I thought that's validation.
0: Oh, that's so. amazing. Well, I made the Mexican quinoa. I loved it. I love quinoa. I love Mexican is my all-time favorite. Yeah. I know you got to stay away from the fried chips, but you can have the tortillas when they're just corn, stone ground corn, lime, and water, correct? Yeah, right. it's,
1: it's simple and healthy.
0: Tell everybody how they can get your great book, Your Body in Balance, A New Science of Food, Hormones and Health and all your other great work.
1: Well, thank you. Um, Your Body in Balance is on Amazon and all the other online booksellers. And if there ever is a time when an actual bookstore is able to unlock its doors and let you inside, they have it, too. Um, And I hope that people are able to actually patronize their bookstores. That would be nice. But Your Body in Balance is everywhere books are sold, and I hope people enjoy it.
0: All right. Dr. Barner, are you on social media? Do you have a website? All over
1: the place. Um, our webs- The website of our organization is pcrm.org. That's Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And um, you'll see us all over.